to look super snazzy and be the talk of the town, we'll check out the Throbbing with Horror merch store on tpublic.com. We have shirts, we have magnets, we have tapestries, we have stickers, we have mugs, we have all kinds of stuff. You can check it out through our link tree, or you can also check it out through tpublic.com. And we greatly appreciate you checking it out and supporting us if you do decide to purchase something. and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good and also joined on this very special episode is intern Corey. how you doing man i picked this movie it's a Corey pick this is the very first intern Corey pick it was originally going to be a different movie but then i'm like hmm i should pick a better movie well then you'll we'll get to there one day you mentioned oh, yeah, yeah. From Beyond, and me and Greg were both like, no, we're doing From Beyond. You already said it. <laughs> were me and you together, or did we? were we hanging out the next day? Uh, but really quick after you messaged yeah. it, Corey, I told Brett, I said, intern Corey, you fool! I would have picked this one on my own anyway, and you <laughs> used your first intern Corey pick on this. Well, like, I, I, I'm a Lovecraftian. Like, I, I absolutely love anything. Well, let me rephrase. I like H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft's stories. Yes. His writing is is good. Sometimes they make good movies out of his writing. There are things about H.P. Lovecraft I do not like, and I do not support. He had a very bad cat. <laughs> Let's go with it's a bad cat. The dude is dead. So nothing goes to him. So put your torches and pitchforks down, people. And you probably don't realize we've already covered at least two Lovecraft movies. So well, you covered a Lovecraft movie and a sequel based on a Lovecraft movie. Exactly, because he never Lovecraft ever never wrote a Bride of Reanimator story. <laughs> All right, so this is from Beyond from 1986, directed by Stuart Gordon. Yeah. Yes. Produced by Brian Usna and Charles Band. Yeah, and Albert Band. I was waiting for this to come up. If you're a new listener, I have an ongoing feud with Charles Band that he is unaware of. <laughs> Let's be honest. This isn't just Charles Band. This is a family affair movie. Because Charles and Albert produced, and Richard did the music. I saw that. <laughs> I'll say this. There is a huge difference between Empire Charles Band and Full Moon Charles Band. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm, I'm not even saying every full moon is a miss. I'm just saying most of them are. Evil Bong is awesome. That's it. I didn't hate Evil Bong, like, at all. <laughs> Brett, don't even say it. We can go back to that episode. You fucking hated it, too. <laughs> yeah, you did, dude. <laughs> I, I agree with what you guys have said in the past. It's Tromo without the charm. Yeah. But I like, but I like it. But enough of that, dude. Let's get into From Beyond. So, this wasn't a first-time watch for any of us, I'm assuming. No, no. No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, when did you guys first see it? Uh, Corey, it's your pick. Go ahead. Uh, college, probably. It's just one of those, you know, half-drunk going to the local video store up at Cal U. 
saw it sitting there and I'm like, hmm, that looks good. Grabbed the VHS, went back to my dorm room and um, forced my roommate to watch it with me. Right. I think it was a, just a few years ago, uh, Shudder put it on. And I was like, oh, Shudder put it on. Barbara Crampton, Jeffrey Combs. Like, <laughs> I knew of this movie for a long time before I saw it. Because let's be real, the the one Barbara Crampton scene I've seen in pictures before. <laughs> and <laughs> But I went into it expecting Reanimator. And so that first watch, kind of halfway through it, I'm like, well, this is weird, because it, it was these characters, you could tell it was that type of movie. I don't even know if I was aware that it was Stuart Gordon and Brian Yezna and all that stuff. But I was like, I didn't love it the first time, and then like the second time when I went into it knowing it's not that movie, I really liked it. Lovecraft is hard to do on film. It, it, he just is. Brian Yuzna is one of the best at it. And he's at his best when he's with Stuart Gordon. Those guys... And Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton somehow form the perfect soup and soup. like soup and uh, <laughs> really like pull it off somehow of it's zany and wacky, but it's also like terrifying at points. Well, let's be real. It's hard to adapt Lovecraft because Lovecraft didn't know how to adapt his own stuff when writing it. It was so like mind blowing. It is indescribable. Was thrown around a lot. That doesn't count as writing yeah. it. No, you put there's a thing. I don't know what the thing is, but oh, there is shit. a. It's bad. That's why it's hard to adapt to screen because he didn't write it. I say one of the other ones that does it very well is uh, Guillermo del Toro. And um, oh, of course, and uh, the Richard Stanley. I know we're not supposed to like him either anymore. But the Richard Stanley, Nicholas Cage, Color Out of Space will be a yes. future inter- intern Corey pick at some point. Color Out of Space, I like. I, I enjoy that adaptation. But there's some really bad ones. And Yuzna's had some misses, too. I don't know if either of you have watched Dagon. No. Negative. It'll be... I'm sure I'll pick it at some point because it is Lovecraft. But I'm warning you now, it is not Reanimator from Beyond Quality. Oh, great. That's, that's a way to sell it. Yeah, I uh, can't <laughs> wait to watch this. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> it's not bad. Is Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton in it? No. It's actually a Spanish picture, but it's in English. I don't mind dubs. Oh. It's not a dub. I don't mind subtitles. It, it's not subtitled. It's just oh, so bad it's just Spanish. English. It's, it's just bad English. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, right, let's be on. Get into this thing. So we start with Crawford Tillingass, the guy with the most annoying name for me to pronounce and write down over and over ago, played <laughs> by Jeffrey Jeffrey Combs, messing with some science equipment, which we find out is the resonator laying on in this attic. And he turns it on, and this glowing pink eel creature appears above him and bites him. Yep. I kept thinking of them as fish. They're like the sky fish. Yeah, uh, like sky they're, fish. They're, they're air fish, like, because it looks like weird eel fish things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it was just an eel that was filmed, and they put that weird purple filter over it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Um, but again, anything from the ocean, you can almost call anything from the ocean that's a little weird Lovecraftian. Yeah, they're all monsters. The ocean is a scary place. He turns off the machine and the things disappear. And he goes to get Edward, what's his last name? Pretorius! 
There it is. You don't recognize this last name, Greg? No, can't say I do. in your mind. Dr. Pretorius is here to see you, sir. Nope. Nope. Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, shit. The other, <laughs> I was like... the other doctor with the many people, like the, because uh, he can make people as well, but they're like a foot tall. I thought this was some weird, like, joke that I wasn't getting. I was waiting for the punchline. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize it. No. No, because that old woman says his name a million times in that movie within, like, ten minutes. Of Pretorius? Dr. Pretorius? What was your name again, sir? Pretorius. This character is not in the story. No. Most of them are not. But um, Crawford goes to get him and to tell him that the resonator is working. They go back and they turn it back on, and it's making all the computer monitors around him haywire and everything, and it's time to turn it off. Things are getting weird, but Edward won't do it, and it starts running by itself. It goes, something is coming. And right then, the windows smash out. There's all these purple lights shine out, and they cut to the la- the lady who's the neighbor, who you can tell just had enough of their shit. And I, I, I'm up on, I have a letterbox up, and she's just neighbor lady, but I love her name. It's Bunny Summers. <laughs> she named her dog after herself then because the dog's name is also Bunny yes <laughs> you told me to call if there was anything disturbing well I'm disturbed <laughs> I don't want to brush past the fact that this lady drops her dog out the window <laughs> yeah for real the dog runs to the house and like there's other ways to write this without the lady just dropping her fucking dog out the window because then she's like it's like the little old lady in her like nightgown and like that weird hat that they wear it's like honey like puppy come back here and chases the dog into the neighbor house that all the weird lights are and screaming is coming from yeah, but the dog runs in, she goes in after, and right when she gets up to where the attic is, where they are, Crawford axes his way out of the door and runs right out the house, which they did do a Here's Johnny reference. I almost respect that. And he runs right into the police. He grabs her and he's like, I would like to ax you a question. <laughs> God. And then the dog is licking a headless Edward. Can we talk about the decapitated bodies in this movie? Oh, how it looks like like an ice cream twist? Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, we we, we see why later. Oh, yeah, but it's not like the head just gets pulled off. It gets twisted off. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get our title card and our opening credits, and we cut to Dr. Catherine McMichaels, played by the incredible Barbara Crampton, and she's going to evaluate if Crawford is fit to stand trial or not. Because... Obviously, there's a dead body in the attic. He went running out with an axe. What do they think happened? Exactly. But how do you twist off a head with an axe? <laughs> that scene aside, Barbara Crampton does so f- such an amazing job. It's not just because, like, oh, she dresses up in the sexy dress. No, she's amazing in this movie. Oh, she's just oh, legitimately she- great in this movie. Yeah, I love her. I've always seen in interviews where she says, like, with the whole Stuart Gordon Lovecraft movie, she would with Jeffrey Combs. She says she prefers her character in this one, obviously, because she had a lot more to do. And she's kind of, it's funny because the role of like Jeffrey Combs and her is kind of backwards from their reanimator roles. Yeah. And I love that they did that because it shows that like these, these are two amazing actors that they can just do that. It's not like, well, Jeffrey Combs can only do the crazy giant scientist ego guy. 
No, he can also be like the scared helper. Yeah. And they actually kind of split the role of Cro- Crawford Tillingas from the story into it was split between the three main scientist characters. Oh, okay. But she questions them as like, we saw creatures. They're everywhere, but they can't be seen without the resonator. But he destroyed it because it came. It bit off his head like a gingerbread man. <laughs> I love I love the zoom in and him walk right up to the camera. Just, <laughs> like a gingerbread man. Jeffrey Combs' favorite <laughs> meal was scenery, and he loves to chew it, and he does it so well. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I love that camera. That was one of my well, favorite camera shots in the whole movie. And then at this point, uh, Crawford isn't being, like, he's not throwing himself around. He's not being a danger. The other, um, who's the bad scientist? Uh, Dr. Block. Dr. Block uh, is, like, uh, security, get in here. We have to restrain him against the wall. And all they do is grab him, and he starts, like, thrashing around. And she just shuts the door. So it's like, okay, hold him in there and harass him for a little while. I'll be back later. Do you know where we recognize her from? Oh, I know. She is, one, Stuart Gordon's wife, but also she was in Reanimator as the doctor at the beginning telling Dan, a good doctor knows when to quit. That's Yes! Her. Holy shit. Okay, nice. So again, but, a family affair. Yeah, like they have their own crew that just does these movies and does them so well. Yeah, really, they really do. Every once in a great while, you'll see a picture of Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs together in a picture that was like just taken. And it's like, oh my God, please do another movie. You both can still do it. You're not dead yet. Make another one. I don't care what you do. Hey, it's a rom-com. Sure. I'll you watch two it. are great together. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd support that at any time. Oh man, I love crafty and rom-com. <laughs> Where it's like all the normal rom-com stuff, but in the background there's a tentacle monster. She's not satisfied with like what's like they've been together for way too long and things aren't quite as interesting in bed. And he starts growing tentacles and that really spices up the marriage. (laughs) Somebody get Yuzna on the phone. (laughs) They do another cat scan on him and they realize his penny old land is growing in his brain and... It's a theory she's had that, may- well, she comes to it later, so never mind. But she wants to recreate the experiment that he says they did. And the cop there is like, fine, go ahead. I have too many unanswered questions with this case. There's no blood on the axe, anything like that. So they assign, they grant her like kind of custody of him. And they assign this police officer, Sergeant Buford Browning, but you can call me Bubba, played by Ken, Ken Forey. Holy fucking shit. I love the fact that he just comes out of the gate swinging, making fun of Crawford. Oh, he's great. Uh, one, there's so much I want to talk about Ken Foray in this movie yeah. with. One, let's just talk about how weird the clothes he wears and they don't line up for what he's doing in this movie. Uh, he just has the strangest outfits. Later, he's just wearing a football jersey for no yeah. reason. It, like That's just his everyday clothes. It was his football jersey. Yes, but why did he pack that for, like, the investigation and everything? Because he wanted you to know that he played pro football. Like, he made it a point to tell them, like, ha, you're the crazy guy. Don't worry, I played pro football. We were all crazy. 
Like he carries his headshot around just in case you want a signature. He's like, you want an autograph? And everyone's like, no, that's okay. He's like, damn it. Back at the house, did you catch what the house number is? 666. Hell yes, it is. And as soon as they're in there, Crawford sneaks away and disappears. And Catherine and Bubba follow the cables to the resonator. And on the way up, they find Edward's bondage sex tape. And they're like, like, I don't care about his personal life. He was a great mind. And they just want to figure this out. And up in the attic, Crawford is about to axe the resonator. And he's stopped by Bubba. Yeah, it's a great where, like, uh, uh, Dr. McMichaels and Bubba come up and they're looking at the resonator. And then Crawford comes out of, like, the shadows with the axe. <laughs> and it Lord, looks like Why is that after- still the crime scene? Yeah, the axe, yeah. Or did they just, do they have a lot of them around? <laughs> Buy them in bulk. I'm going, I'm going with the multiple axe theory. Bubba makes dinner, and can one of you tell me what this is? Cauliflower, it looks like. It looks like cauliflower and, like, um, like carrots and, like, another vegetable. But it's just, like, steamed cauliflower. Which, if you've ever smelled, smells like farts. And he's, like, got his nose up to it, like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I love that he's making everyone a plate. One on Catherine's plate. One on Crawford's plate. Three on his plate. Yeah, he's, like, loves this shit. Well, he's a big boy. Who's the um guy from uh, uh Michael Rooker from fucking uh goddamn it the James Gunn movie? Slither. Slither. He's like meat. Where's the meat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometime later, after they've eaten and everything, Catherine falls asleep at the desk, and uh, Crawford's looking at her, and Bub was like, "Beautiful, wasn't she?" And he's just all like <laughs> depressed and wired out. He's like, "He used to bring beautiful women here, but it always ended with screaming." And then doesn't she wake up just to like these two guys standing over her while she sleeps and is like, <laughs> I, I want to run the experiment or what, you know, like, but she just wakes up and is like, oh, hi. <laughs> we got something we want you to try on. We found some clothes. But she's up there going to get ready to turn this thing on. And Crawford explains the resonator. He says, don't move when we're in the vibration field. They'll see you. That's also a point in the story is that you're not supposed to move when you're in the in oh. the field. So Makes if sense. you just stood completely still, you'd be fine. Don't move. Their vision is based on movement. Beat me to it by a second. <laughs> I mean, somebody had to say it. They turn the machine on and Bubba sees them first. The And then an evil jellyfish bites his arm because he's not following instructions well at all. Yeah, the first thing Crawford said was, no one move. Everyone immediately starts, like, basically doing jumping jacks. It's like, what the fuck did I just tell you? But they go to turn it off, and right when they go to do it, you hear, Welcome home, Crawford. I'm glad you came back. And Dr. Pretorius has become basically, like, a mashed potato man. (laughs) Right now, he's still pretty normal looking, right? This first reveal. This is in, uh... Catherine like touches his shoulder and it's all gooey and stuff. It reminded no, me of Crawford. Mashed does. Crawford does because okay. she won't go near him, even though he keeps asking. Right. But yeah, he touches it and it's like play doh. It just squishes down, but doesn't like puff back up. Did any of you got like because like his whole thing was like you know chasing like the ultimate sensory experience? Do you guys get kind of Hellraiser vibes off that? Very yeah. much. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I got that I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, 
And I'm like, well, I mean, Usna did society as well, so. Yeah. But I'm like, there's definitely some Hellraiser going on here. Yeah, I definitely did, especially the way he's talking and everything. Like, I've moved beyond, like, your the five senses were never good enough for him. He always wanted more and stuff like that. He was uh, he was auditioning to play Pinhead. The mid to late 80s horror movies are all about, like, the ultimate come. Like, I want to come harder. How can I do that? Another dimension is what does it. Well, Corey can probably speak to it better than me, saying he was about 30 at the time. But in the 80s, it was during that whole Reagan administration, like, sex is bad, like, all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense horror would push back against that a little bit. I was born in the 80s, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Corey was retiring when this movie came out. I'm in my late 30s. <laughs> After the squishy squishy arm incident, Edward just tears off his own face and starts like turning into the thing a little bit, like some big monster tentacle coming out of there. And, and Bubba just shoots him as Crawford turns the machine off and it sends him away. Bubba pukes instantly. You can definitely no tell they were influenced by the thing somewhat with some of the visuals you get in this. Oh, yeah. Definitely. This pulls from a lot of things I like, never to the point yeah. it feels like rip-offs on any of them, but like you already said, Hellraiser, Reanimator's an obvious one, the thing. There's a lot of fun little things that I pick out that remind me of other things with this. Yeah. He definitely has Freddy Krueger's face towards the end. <laughs> yes, Definitely. But the next morning, it's breakfast time. How could you guys eat after that? And it's all affected them kind of differently. Because isn't it Bubba? It's like, I don't know about you guys, but I had a hard-on all night. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah because um, Catherine brings up about, like, oh, yeah, it, like, makes you basically, she's like, it heightens your sexual arousement. So it just makes you extremely horny. <laughs> oh, it, it awakens your pineal gland, which is a real thing. Oh, Any time I hear pineal gland, it's always, I just think of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Hunter Thompson's like, wait a minute, no, tell me about the glands. <laughs> but she wants to try the experiment again, and Bubba rightfully is like, hey, we're done. We did what yeah. we came here for. We proved he's not crazy. At this point, he should be like, I'm going home. You do your thing. Yeah, because they, yeah, they came, went there and they did what they were supposed to do. Now it's uh, because even uh, Crawford sees it and Catherine about like, oh, you have the same look in your eye that Dr. Pretorius did. Well, she does play the sympathy card and like personal history. She's like, my dad was a schizophrenic who was put away his whole life and everything. If we can make a connection between schizophrenia and an enlarged land, maybe this can like be breakthrough research. So like she has a good point on what she's trying to do, but still current job's done. Come back and do that later. Yeah. But she convinces Crawford to help, but they all go to take a nap first, I guess, because Catherine wakes up in bed and goes to turn to the resonator to turn it on by herself. I don't know why this makes any sort of sense. And it wakes Crawford up. He starts running, turn it off. No. And she just starts making out with him because they're in that heightened, like, sexual, sexually mindset, I guess. They're in and the sex glow. And Crawford has some fucking, like, will, because Barbara Crampton's all over him, and he has the, enough willpower to go, no, we need to stop the machine. Even more monstrous Edward shows up. Every time we see him, he's just more and more transformed, and he grabs Catherine as Crawford takes off to the circuit breakers, but 
His like journey is cut short because Bubba just fucking tackles him on the stairs <laughs> in his sexy orange underpants. Yes, and he goes. Ken Foray goes like ass overhead down the stairs, and you just get like giant bulge scene in the movie, like just giant Ken Foray sack. <laughs> Something for the ladies. Okay, so look, let's be real. When people think of From Beyond. They know the Barbara Crampton in the bondage gear look. Everyone has seen it, the black thong. It's it's iconic on its own. Everyone knows it. I think a great injustice has been done, though, to why nobody talks about Ken Foray and his orange Speedo in this movie should be just as iconic. <laughs> Hashtag justice for the orange Speedo. If I meet him again, I will, like, bring that picture. Be like, can you sign the Speedo? Sign the bulge. <laughs> it has enough room for your name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess like in their tussle he explained what was going on and they make it to the basement but there's floods oh. all the time when the resonator's going off and a fucking dune sandworm whatever it's called in the basement yes there's a there's god <laughs> emperor is in the basement and this is also puppet worm yeah yeah this is Shy awesome puppet worm that they're fighting and it's just 100% just like Jeffrey Combs punching a puppet but I love it so much and tripping over it in the water and, <laughs> and then Ken it's Forey with his butcher knife yeah he doesn't run upstairs to grab his gun or the axe no he's like I'm gonna kill Michael Myers on this motherfucker <laughs> so there's two things going on we have the basement fight against the giant what's it called in Dune Brett Shai Hulud. The God Emperor. Okay. We had Shai Hulud, God Emperor, in the basement. And upstairs, Edward has torn off Catherine's shirt and is groping her. And then they leave this up to the imagination, but his fingers grow super long and reach below. And he goes, I'm going to kiss you. And transforms into more monstrous state and, like, starts biting her head. And so, at the same time, both she is in his mouth and Crawford in the basement is being eaten by the worm and Bubba pulls the cables to the breaker and it shuts it all down, makes Edward disappear, makes the worm disappear, the water, but for some reason Crawford is bald. Yeah, some, it, for like, some reason Crawford is Deadpool now. It digested his hair off or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, eyebrows, head, everything. He looks like... <laughs> a show that gets brought up more than it should on a horror podcast, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia where Frank comes crawling out on the couch. Yeah, I, I got strong Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool vibes. Either one, like I yeah. don't understand what happens. I guess this worm just digests hair. Str but strong, a strong acid that only digests hair. Also, yes. which one do you think was worse for Barbara Crampton to have to film? The head giving head or the giant slug slime monster groping her? <laughs> I imagine head giving head. I, was, I mean, they can both be bad, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking about, like, Barbara Crampton's had to deal with a lot of creatures while she's naked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I saw an interview with her where she said, but working on these Gordon movies, though... We're always good because it was like a good environment where everyone knew each other and everything. So it was never like weird or felt like dangerous situation type thing. Yeah, it was well, amongst safe people. Sometimes you just want to go where everybody knows your name. <laughs> uh, Catherine, after the everything shuts down, pulls all the plugs from the machine, turns it off. She's done with this thing. And 
but she's done with it for now because pretty much it cuts to her talking to Bubba and she thinks she can handle it doing it again. He's like, no, we are leaving. I'm going to get the van ready. Get your stuff. Get dressed. We're going out of here. Well, and he has the great line of like, I've, because he's a police officer, he's like, I've worked the streets, I've been downtown, you remind me of an addict. I am the law here. He tells her, get dressed, and so she's exploring like this bondage room thing, and boy does she get dressed. Well, she starts touching like the leather, and has she's like, oh, it tingled. It's like, maybe if I put it on, it'll tingle more. But she starts, like, doing, like, sexy eyes to the leather. Yeah, and so everyone knows this image, Barbara Crampton in this gear. Then she goes up to sleeping bald Crawford. He'll be referred to as bald Crawford from now on. And reaches into his pants and starts cranking on him and then pulls her hand out and licks her fingertips. Yeah. Well, creepy. I don't know if you guys got this from this, but do you almost take it as uh, Catherine is, like, either a virgin or like never really fooled around a whole lot because she does like the tiniest little thing of like, she like touches his penis and there's like, Oh, about it. Like, are, are you saying that she's only ever kissed before because there's no use to getting into heavy petting? Yes. It only leads to trouble <laughs> and seat wetting. Yes. I'm not taking it to that level, but I think she's very uptight. I think it is not a regular occurrence in her life. I don't know if we can do the whole way to say it's never happened. Because, right. look, even if you're very uptight and nerdy looking, you're still Barbara Crampton. Yeah. I'm sure it would not be a difficulty for her to have this happen. Yeah. It was great, though, from, like, the very first time we see her. And she has basically, like, 50 layers on. And, like, it's like the 80s thing where her hair's up and she has glasses on. And now what do you do to make the girl hot? You take the glasses off and make her flip her hair around. So, oh, where'd she come from? <laughs> hey, can you guys give me one second here? Yeah. All right, and here's... Look, it's never fun or feels good being two or on once a month three dudes just talking about oh god she's so hot but look <laughs> i I'm, i never want to be that podcast but it's hard not to talk about this scene so when she what's the most gets... famous scene from the movie exactly when she gets on crawford there is a camera angle that i'm like holy shit they held on that camera angle for a very <laughs> long time and that's all i'll say about it but I then fucking Bubba comes back in and is like, I thought I told you to get dressed because we're leaving. And uh, Catherine's like, I did get dressed. She says coyly batting her eyes over her shoulder. And she goes up to him. basically like, oh, you're awake. I can have sex with you. And at first, like she Bubba's like a little bit. He's like, thinks about it for half a second. And is like, no, no, I can't do this. Like, look at yourself. And he holds her in front of a mirror. Like, is this you? And then she starts like crying. It's like, I don't know I anymore. Don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like the normal her and the now like new her fighting. Like a Jekyll and Hyde moment almost. Oh, like a Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> Edward is trying to start the resonator from beyond. Even though the cables are pulled, he's trying to get them where the connection will still flow and everything <laughs> on the circuit the breaker. Oh, they, said they said the, the movie. Thing. They said the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it does start up, and it's... Are these bugs that are spraying everywhere? I was wondering that. I guess. They're bugs from beyond. 
they look just like little rubber, like, you know those riot control things that explode and a thousand rubber balls fly out? Yep. It just looks like there's little rubber balls flying everywhere. It's sentient blueberries. Yeah, but they have a swarm sound, so I think they're bugs. But they start spraying everywhere. Bubba can't turn it off, and they swarm all over Bubba, and he's oh just eating gosh. down to, like, nothing. You see his bones and everything like that? You feel bad for the poor guy. At least he died in his jersey. Like, his legs are, like, completely stripped of flesh, and his arms are. Like, his, like, rib cage is exposed, and his internal organs. But then there's still Ken Foray's head there, and he's like, uh, uh, uh. Great body horror moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If this was a slapstick movie, he's like, this reminds me of something, wah, wah, like Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) But monster tentacle Edward grabs Catherine with his octopus arm, and he's like, we will go into each other's minds and become one singularity and all this kind of stuff. And also at this point, because remember, the resonator's going off, a fucking antenna pops out of Crawford's forehead. It looks like an anglerfish. Yeah. That's his pineal gland. Yes, but it looks like an anglerfish. Yes, yes it does. Very smartly, Catherine sprays the resonator with a fire extinguisher, shutting it down. I guess it needs to be hot, is the only thing I can think of. Well, also, electricity and fire extinguishers generally don't mix. Well, it's funny, too, because she sprays it down, like, just enough where it quits. But then it was like, it wasn't quite enough because then everything comes back on and it's like giant monster Pretorius again, like, Rawr! and then she's like, no, <laughs> and sprays it down like super extra. <laughs> Real quick, Brett, I know yeah. you'll appreciate this. Did the resonator with the tuning forks on top, because it has to get to that certain frequency, remind you of Phantasm? Yes, of course, especially that sound it makes. Yeah. Yes. And also reminds me of Phantasm because the tall man doesn't like the cold. No. Because in that one scene, he walks by Reggie's ice cream truck and kind of stops for a second and breathes in. And then in the fourth movie, they use that to, to explain that he doesn't like the cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> that series is bonkers. That's I love insane. that series so much. But we cut next to Crawford's at the hospital and Catherine is turned over to the doctor. Dr. Block, I believe you said, Corey? Yes. She's turned over to her care, and she's like, prepare electroshock therapy right away. Because they don't like each other. They were button heads, like, kind of power struggle at the beginning. And now, like, you turned all the power over to one side. Yeah, as soon as the cop's like, I'm going to put her in your care, Dr. McMichaels is like, aw, fuck. Yeah, like, goddamn it. It's like, no, like, she doesn't like me. She would have done this before you even, like, committed me. She would have wanted to do this. But... Crawford wakes up while they're prepping her for it and, like, sneaks out of his room. And he sees some, like, food on a tray in the hallway. And he grabs, like, some spinach and puts it in his mouth like, bah! and spits it out. <laughs> yeah, he, like, shoves it in his mouth. But then, yeah, it just falls out of his mouth. And then his, like, hand is covered in mashed potato. And he's just, like, wiping that on himself. <laughs> he sneaks off into a room. Dr. Block realizes he's missing. The police guard who was watching the room, I guess, went on a piss break for a minute. It's so great because she goes in and comes back out and it's like, he's missing. And the cop's like, what? She's like, go get security, you asshole. But it's like, he was over there because when um, Crawford was sneaking out, he was flirting with one of the other nurses in the background. 
<laughs> but it's just I love uh, Block's reaction of going back in. It's like you got to be fucking kidding me. You left your post, didn't you? Yeah, he's he's getting written up. Yeah, you see red blood running under from a door, and she walks in and. Do you want a party? He's eating a brain. Send more paramedics. He's eating. I. What is this brain for exactly? Why is there just a brain at a hospital? Well, it's a. Uh, he's in the pathology lab. They're going to use it to study, you know, why this person died, uh, and, okay. and the diseases and stuff. Okay, but. She's like, what are you, what's happening to you? Am I going to be okay? What's wrong with me? I don't know, but we're going to fall out. Then he gets like 3D vision for a second and sees her fresh brain. And he's like, well, that's much better. And he sucks her brain out through her eyeball. Yeah. Not seen in the way you're picturing it, but I get it. Oh yeah. But it's really awesome of like, holy sh! It's not like, yeah, he's not biting into her skull zombie. Like, like it's like, no, he's sucking it through her eyeball. Which is a great take on the uh, tradi- on the on the uh, brain eating tradition. Oh yes, yeah, very Definitely. very very sophisticated, very nice uh, new way to eat a brain. Bravo! <laughs> and this came at the perfect time because the electroshock is just about to start, but stopped oh. by a uh, "come quick, something's happened." And the doctor who was about to start shocking her is so disappointed because he was like, but what about her? It's like, I, we don't care. Put her back in her room. We got something else going on. He's like, man, I want to like, fucking shock a person. <laughs> yeah, this man should not be in charge of people's health. A guy this excited about getting to do electroshock? Yeah. No, no, he should not. Because he was very, very disappointed. <laughs> but... As he's unstrapping her, she kicks the doctor, I guess knocks him out, and she escapes in a van. Well, she hits him with the uh, with the big light thing. Yes, yes. And it makes a very th- satisfying thunk sound when it hits his head. <laughs> she gets away in the van. Crawford snuck outside and sees her going away. He's like, Catherine? But right then an ambulance shows up, someone like on a stretcher and two EMTs. And he attacks the first EMT that gets out and sucks his eye out. The one who was pushing the patient on the stretcher, the other one comes up to him and the patient's like, there was a man with a snake in his head who attacked him. Oh, like, man, you let him go into the DTs. <laughs> the patient is like a homeless guy who's covered in throw up. <laughs> and then Crawford pops out from around the corner and he attacks the other EMT, but the guy on the stretcher's like, That's the snake man! That's him! <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of comedy in this, but the little bits they get in are perfect. Oh, oh they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're amazing. He drives away in the ambulance. Him and Catherine are both going back to the house. Catherine's there first, and she's like the resonator with a, like, Saturday morning cartoon amount of dynamite with a timer that she oh. sets on it oh and God. sets it for five minutes. It might as well have been one of those bowling balls with the wick coming out of it that Batman 66 had. <laughs> Runs around the corner, not the nuns! <laughs> Runs away with it. Wiley Coyote's pissed he did not get, not get his dynamite that day. It's just so funny. Like That's a, such a great point out right there, Greg. Of It's such it's a, the comical stick of dynamite with the clock on it. Yeah, it's just a bunch taped together. Like, luckily, now a lot of times you'll see that they're like, use C4 because people know what that looks like. It's like, okay, it's not immediately into, like, cartoon world. (laughs) 
But she goes downstairs and Crawford grabs her and chains her up in the bondage room. And I don't know what's going on here, but his anglerfish thing's out, his pineal gland, and she bites it off. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Yeah. This shouldn't be that gross because I have no frame of reference. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times when you see injuries in horror movies, they get you the most when it's something you can kind of feel. Like, but I have no frame of reference for this, but it's disgusting and looks brutal when she bites it. There's, like, blood that comes out of the inside and everything. The sound it makes when she bites down into it. It almost looks like an umbilical cord type looking thing. Yeah, Yeah. it does kind of look like one of those. Can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the machine starts back up, and of course, Monster Edward shows up, and <laughs> he's talking to Crawford, and somehow we get to this insulting stage where, you can't even make love anymore, you impotent whatever, like, I guess that's why he was so into bondage, is he just couldn't get a Cialis prescription? Crawford calls him, like, a eunuch. Yeah, and he's like, you can't even make love. And Edward goes, maybe you can teach me. Which oh. is a terrifying thing to hear from this monster. Because then the monster starts coming towards him. It's like, no, yeah. no. She's, <laughs> she's right there. Take Catherine. <laughs> there's a chase and there's a giant bat form of Edward that is all, like an ant head. And it bites him and rips his head off, I believe, right? That's his body yeah. you see down there? Yeah, yeah, he twists twist his head right off. And man, Yuzna uh, really likes throwing bat creatures at Stuart Gordon, doesn't he? Fuck me. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs, doesn't he? Yeah, he really <laughs> yes, does. he does. <laughs> but uh, Catherine uses the eels, because the machine's on, to free herself. So she like moves her hand a little bit, so they bite her restraints. It's actually really smart. Yeah. And then she lights a mat, pack of matches and throws it so they all go after that and she can make her getaway. She she throws it at the only exit, though. That yeah. is true. That part's not so smart. Well, she tries to, like, run downstairs and is stopped by creatures, correct? By water. By water. And then she runs right back. She eventually makes it back up to the attic, right where the bomb is. And she looks over and is like, oh, no, 30 seconds left. Ten minutes of scene goes on. Look back. Exactly. Oh no! 20 seconds left! So here's where we get the most bizarre turn in all of this. Because Edward gives, like, birth to Crawford? Yeah. <laughs> like, he- a new Crawford with hair again comes out of him. And is, like, trying to, like, distract him. This part reminded me of the shunting because it's a lot of things going in and out of things that doesn't look like it's supposed to. But yeah, it's almost like, it reminds me of another movie we just recently covered. Which one? Terrifier 2. Oh, very much so. Yeah. But that's all we can say. We're probably still in spoiler zone for that. That's pretty That's why weird. I said, that's why I was just like, uh. But the bomb goes off and right then Catherine jumps out the window, the, the attic window, mind you. Yeah, and floor. lands with, with a very broken leg when she lands. Oh. Her kneecap is exposed, it looks like. Yeah, that leg's not going to work no more. And then here comes Bunny Summers with her little, like, white frou-frou old lady dog. And it's like, oh no, honey, we got, we got help coming. But Catherine starts, like, doing the maniacal, like, insane laugh, like, at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre of, like, my mind is broken. It's like, what happened? It ate him, which is also Crawford's line from earlier. Yes. And she's gone completely mad, and then credits on From Beyond. 
such a good time. Oh yeah, I love watching this again, and especially like I think the other I've watched it a couple other times, but each other time it's been on, and then you know you get up and kind of do something, or you're like you look at your phone and look back up. This time, like watching it just straightforward, amazing time. I love these group of people all together. It, 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 it's it's a great group. I they need to do more. I yeah. need more. Well, Stuart Gordon passed away. He would not be involved. Well, yeah, but maybe from the other dimension. Maybe from, from beyond. beyond. He's just shooting ropes of cum in the purple dimension. Like I'm not coming back. <laughs> I really liked it though. This is a fun time. Thank you for the first intern, Corey. Pick. Yes, very nice pick, sir. Yeah, I try. Uh, you, you keep batting like this. We'll let you have another one, I guess. Yay! You scared me because you're originally you were like it's gonna be Sharktopus versus Crocosaurus, <laughs> and I was like, Fuck. no, it was no, it was just Sharktopus. We were gonna get to Sharktopus versus Terracuda later. I was like, oh no, like this was your <laughs> idea, Greg. Like <laughs> to let Corey have a pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready for the count of the dead? Yes, let's get yeah. into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the Thriving with Horror Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with From Beyond? I only have one question. Okay. Edward. Count is dead. Okay. That's He's even said, I... yes, I'm dead. Right. Um, I'm going to go with six. Brett? Um, uh, fuck. I'm going to go five. Five. Well, uh, intern Corey got the count of the dead on the first intern Corey pick. It was six. Woo! The only one that was tripping me up was are we? Like I said, other than I figured we were counting Edward was dead. The the second paramedic. Yes, I counted. Okay, because well, I was I that was the only one that was tripping me up because he bonked her head off the sidewalk really hard, but he didn't do the eye suck thing. Bunk. I think he did because you hear the guy yelling, so I think it was just unseen. Okay. That's Greg's count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Thunder noise. Oh my god, I'm coming. Um, so basically, <laughs> he was doing the resonator noise. That's true. Um... So it's basically, I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. It's going to be the outfit from the movie. It's just what it is. The 1 through 10 is who goes in the outfit. Okay. <laughs> so a number one person that would go in that outfit, the person you would least want to see in that outfit, is Trova legend Joe Flyshaker. Okay. The 500-pound character actor. If you don't know what he looks like, <laughs> Google Joe Flyshaker. Hell of an actor. Love seeing him show up in every one of these. Don't want to see him in a thong. I mean, we saw enough of him in Poultry Geist. Yes. Um, a number 10 version of a person you'd want to see in this outfit. I mean, Barbara Crampton. <laughs> yeah. They nailed um, it on the first take. They didn't have to go through any other people to put it in oh, there. Oh, yeah, they did To put great. it in there. Um, I'm going to give From Beyond a good solid 8 out of 10 people in that outfit. Um, 
it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I still like Reanimator more, but if you're looking for more of that Reanimator kind of style and you really love these actors, this one will be right up your alley. Plus, Ken Foray from Dawn of the Dead's running around and sometimes a thong, basically. <laughs> it's an orange speedo. Yes. Um, I also, oh, Corey, I'll let you go because that's the way we do. I forgot. Uh, um, I I gave this one an eight and a half. Like I'm 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 right there. I actually I kind of like this one a just a slight bit better than Reanimator. Really? But that's not so much for the movie. I like this story a little better. Okay. Than Reanimator. Re- and this this is part of one of my favorite Lovecraftian cycles, the dream cycle. And I, I know I shouldn't base the movie on the book, but I don't know. Just something about this movie I like just like like Reanimator would be like an eight point four. This is an eight point five. We're all within a point of each other because I went seven and a half people we would see in that outfit. Very nice. And yeah. I mean, it's fun. You guys should check it out. It's yeah, not definitely. available a lot of times, so I was happy to see it was finally put on Tubi. As of recording, you guys know the drill that never means anything for future listens. But also, just check out Tubi, because there's always really great shit on there, and it's free, somehow. There's like, ads, but they're not that bad. No, like, like for real, for real, Tubi's kind of awesome. I love like, Tubi. not even kind of, Tubi is awesome. They have the Zachary's Horrible Horror on there, which was only on VHS, and now Tubi. <laughs> Man, some of their originals are rough, but I mean, that's oh, no. what I expected. Yeah, but, Here you know, it's... Valley is awesome. Greg Sestero. I didn't see it, but I didn't say, oh, some of them are rough. Yes. I watched one called Titanic 666. <laughs> do not recommend. There's one well, I Actually, just... you know what? I kind of do recommend... Because of how bad it is. There's one I want to see based off the cover alone, and it's Antneyville Horror, but the house is in space. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, I do kind of want to check that one out. And hey, be sure to swing over to our YouTube channel on the day of release of this for a little bonus content of Intern Corey reading you a story. Oh, I like it. It rhymes. I like it. I'm going to be reading H.P. Lovecraft's from beyond oh hell yeah oh, nice accompanying to go with this perfect yeah so please go over there check that out like share and subscribe leave a comment oh. if you can real quick please do the rating thing i'm seeing more people do that yes. you don't know how much that means to me it makes me so happy like for real if you want to make my day by doing something that takes you 10 seconds you leave a five-star rating it makes me so happy when i see it like yes, for real please. i light up whenever i see we get a new one raise yeah. five stars like and follow us on the social medias we're going to get more active on our YouTube, probably. This is this is my break month. Dude. We just came off through October, taking it easy this month. You guys still got one extra, so I don't want to hear it. This is Greg's coasting month, and then we'll pick it back up. <laughs> Unless you guys have anything else. I got no, that's it. All right, well, we hope that From Beyond has left your brain throbbing with horror. This brings to close another episode of Throbbing with Horror. But fret not, friends. Another episode will be coming next week. Same time, same place. Be sure to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin wherever you find your quality social media.